Tonight on Hip Star Tonight now available on iTunes paid for by the following the original 1-800-NEED-A-GIMMICK.COM Please donate now to the Heart and Soul Foundation and visit hipstar.ca It is tonight tonight on Hip Star Tonight Well, yeah, yeah. Sometimes better, you know. If you can't do, then you come up with the ideas to do. All right. Monday, November sixth, two thousand seventeen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Another thing, I I really am not understanding an indie wrestler's pay rate. Okay, I don't understand what the price justifies. Honestly, most guys are charging a hundred dollars a soda now, and I still don't see our top names putting up promos. They're barely even sharing the event on their social meds. Shitty show or not, you chose to associate your name with this promotion. So the least you can do is, like, share the event, no? What is that $100 even covering? You get to get yourself over but not take too many chances because the indie promotion isn't necessarily the PWG that's going to change your career, so you go about the match conservatively, safely borderline lazily. I don't get what these prices are for because, again, you, you you are your own independent business and a lot of these guys out here certainly don't seem like they're working for it. Yeah, I don't I know. I've tried to yeah. tell Chris Applaud a million times over. I've cut a million promos for this guy in between shows when nobody else is cutting promos. Yeah. Weekly, I'm cutting two promos a fucking mm. week for Giant FM. Yeah. That includes a Crossfire name. But the minute that I don't include the crossfire.com, then there's heat. How many fucking promos does a guy have to cut? Like, there is a Mm -hmm. balance between the promos that aren't cut by your headliners and the promos that are cut by your one manager in Ontario. Yeah, right. Like, why am I doing all the fucking work and I'm taking bumps off the ring and and, 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 and what? You're doing the same promos I am. The same fucking walking down the sidewalk promos that I'm trying to do. Yeah. And it's just like, okay, we're now colliding. We're now colliding over promos. No one else is cutting promos but us and we're getting paid what what the fucking least again nobody else is doing them but because you put up a promo that promoter is gonna cut you down and be like oh you should have said this or why didn't you say this what the fuck does it matter i still put up a promo for you why isn't the rest of your show doing that for you why aren't the boys doing this again you're an independent business you chose to work cwo you can you know go behind your buddy and be like oh i gotta work this show but you still chose to do it all right your name is forever in history going to be attached to this shitty promotion quote unquote so why why not at least make it seem like you're working for it not just you know showing up and putting on a a match throwing together whatever you know no work for it again jay and i are the only people that it seems are putting up promos on the reg and it's really really frustrating man that nobody else seems like they have that charisma that desire to want to promote their own brand they just want to like say uh put their uh facebook career as independent pro wrestler and and they think that it's actually a job yeah it doesn't do the job but let me tell you something i will leave in the show notes the link to uh crossfire wrestling what's funny over there is the promoter chris applant likes to bring in names and then send them like verbiage for promos he's expecting the names to cut promos and one of my favorites is uh rhino in his bedroom with the ceiling fan going like (laughs) reading the verbiage 
that actually LePlan had sent them. Like, yeah. you know, I'll be coming to the American Community Center and infamous Jay Moore if you get in my way. Like, he has no idea what he's he, reading. He really I can see it. his eyes moving. <laughs> and it's just like, I, I think that's something that we got to stop too. Like, yeah. we don't have to be sending uh, the star workers verbiage, you know, or, or, or a promo at all. Or like, writing it word for word, yeah. It's embarrassing. It is. You might as well, like, have that promoter have that uh, Saturday Night Live effect where his eyes are always down and to the left, reading off of cue yeah. cards that some intern is holding up for him. Like, nah, man. Like, I remember uh, another one I will leave in the show notes is, like, Eric Young coming into the Merritt Community Center, mm. legit read his promo right off his we- right off his computer screen right there on his fucking... He didn't give a fuck. He just read it. <laughs> That's funny. You know, I, I'm coming to town, and he's reading it in, like, 7 Park Avenue, and I was like, fuck, you know, why does he have to hide anything, yeah. I guess? Like, it's perfect. But again... But, oh, it's so embarrassing. Again, he still put it up. He still made the effort to put it up, all right? And these are all issues we got to bring up on because it, it really affects you as a worker. And nobody realizes that it does, but if you were doing more of uh, uh, the wrestler tradition, the, the, the wrestler work that entails to be an indie performance artist, then fucking you look a little more impressive. But again... And there's no excuse with these days with the technology, with the phones and the selfie sticks, because nothing is worse than when we had a break into the business mm-hmm. with our... Our production team being Topher Whiteman in the yeah. Whitey Mobile, where we would set up a tripod in the middle of public somewhere and have people walk around us while we're trying to cut wrestling promos yeah. in front of some established business that yeah. may have been selling tickets. It's just kind of like awkward to be wearing my fur coat, my hat, and everything inside, you know, like like a, a fucking CD shop. <laughs> people are trying to shop, yeah, and right. Whitey's got his camera. Fucking You're distracting from business, sir. You gotta walk around. It's just man, man. And yeah. like the shit we used to have to do, you fucking millennials have no idea. Man. Yeah. And Whitey and his big uh, VHS fuck camera fuck back then. Like, fuck we, it, fuck we, it. Mini DV tapes, you know? We didn't have instant hookup to a computer and edit. No, man. Edit to tape. It's frustrating, but this caller writes in. Yeah. Hey, Jay. Longtime fan, first time caller. You've inspired me to chase my lifelong dream of being the greatest manager of the year though my speech impediment has always gotten in the way of me being vocal how do you recommend i overcome this so i can be just like you josh reeman etobicoke ontario yeah i hate him i hate that you're in the business and i don't feel that you should be in the business Mm. if you can't speak then get the fuck out Fair enough. Wow. That's it. That's it. Well, what more are you gonna do? You know, many times, and I don't want to. I don't want to uh, 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 go on record and be painted as this bad guy and look for heat. But many well, times, we have brought in handicapped people that couldn't bump in the ring and mm. went to be managers or something because they wanted to be in the wrestling business. Guys, we cannot be. I'm sorry. It's just me personally. Maybe it worked for that one guy with the guy with no leg that went to the WWE, Zach Gowan or something. It but did, yeah. I just feel in they general like we should stop bringing in the handicapped to perform like i just find it a liability i don't think it's something that we should be doing and certainly if i was running a promotion i would take a second look at something like that yes and please bring back ken hayashi because you know everybody's just running shows now the marks are fucking running shows people are just bumping for no reason Mm -hmm. you know i just oh the business is fucking changing i just want out hashtag bring back ken 2018 it's going strong Right? And you don't take, nobody takes uh, responsibility for how it hurts the other people, too. I'm going to take out my selfish card on this one, but 
there's for the longest time the cerebral palsy assassin from Sault Ste. Marie. Okay, he had cerebral palsy. He could barely. He was limping to the ring. His nickname was Cripple H, which is terrible. But he found it funny, so the rest would make this joke. And uh, yeah, of course, a lot of people in the area worked him back in the day. And for the longest time, oh my gosh, I hope this still doesn't exist. But you would put in handicap wrestling and i was the fifth result because i wrestled the cp assassin so you know that that hurts me that hurts, that hurts my you know my resume my my demo well, you know? a lot of people like the assassin but you know the minute that i wanted to come out in a wheelchair that i seen stash at the american media center people got all offended thinking that i but like why easier for me to just sit there and watch the matches and stand yeah right and it plus is. it's a great gimmick it gets sympathy and everything you know yeah but in your case easier for you to stay home all right that's not i'm done with it i'm fucking done with it like i'm done with the chris plants i'm done mm. with these fucking promotings like I'm, I'm just done it's the same old you know they always say wrestling goes in a cir- circle cycle mm-hmm. and i'm just at the cycle that i don't like anymore it's just fuck i hate i hate all the new people coming into it i hate that i'm just looked at as an old guy now and i hate that my spots and shit are outdated so fuck yeah. it man if what's his name uh james alexander whoever manages sebastian swap if he's back in the business and he doesn't like me then i guess i don't have no spot so right? let him put on a fucking 80s suit and an 80s jacket and, and, and do that style of managing it's like fucking turning back the hands of time yeah yeah we're going in reverse here right so what do fuck. i do what do i do do i polish my skills or do i give up you know well, no you you take out all your charisma and you just just be a, a, a Mark guy wearing a John Cena shirt saying, I like to learn how to take bulb. Or? We just gotta go back to that. This is an intermission. Get a snack or some refreshments. Take a moment to. Oh, oh never mind, we're starting right now. Uh, have a good intermission. Yeah, you know what really bothers me? Back in the day when we had the worker house in St. Catharines and we had Showtime's old ring in the garage, mm-hmm. uh, the little boy, mm-hmm. and it was my job when Showtime went to TNA and the boys were leaving the said worker house to actually transport the ring back up to, fuck it, was far, like Florence, yeah, Ontario. Yeah. Like five hours I had to get this truck. And knowing that to this day, Probably 10 years later, that ring is still sitting in the exact same spot in the exact same barn, just sitting there fucking rotting. Like, it was a waste of my time to even do it, but, yeah. you know, that's what happens. Like, I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not pointing fingers, but that's what happens to a lot of these training guys that just leave the territory, you know? Oh, of course. That, that, that whole transaction was based off miserableness anyways. Like, it was a very cold day. They were worried their promotion was about to fold, yeah. so now they have to bring their only ring in the garage of their house. You know, my, my trainer's just pissed drunk, making everybody else around him do the work, and he's just yelling drunken slurs of how you're not doing the work right. That's right, that's right. And my hands were just so brittle, and it was so cold, and here I am just trying to... Yeah, I didn't bring gloves. Of course I didn't, because Whitey and I got high before, like, fucking delinquent idiots. And here I am just trying to, to turn these cold bolts who just like have seen much better days back in the 60s and I just like I'm trying to turn them while I'm just like scraping off all of the skin of my palms and fingers and 
Oh, God. Wrestling got so much That's better bullshit, after man. those days. And I remember the fucking dog riding out the door. We never did get it back. No. It went straight <laughs> down the hill. Like, like and oh. just so much heat. I know, like, you know, the listeners may be offended, but, like, I know that Hipstar didn't put very much effort into looking for that dog because well, he had to get his rig down. That's the but... thing. We had so much to do that day already. The ring wasn't already put up, and then all of a sudden, because, like, one fucking drunken idiot let this dog go, then all of a sudden the students had to, like, give up this task and go find this fucking dog. It was a worker's dog, yeah. And TJ was pissed, man. TJ loved that dog. But, you know, like, it it ran down the hill and got lost. Like, Well, maybe TJ should have been wrestling with Hippie outside and should have been watching the fucking dog. Why is that always our fault? Again, this was over ten years ago. So, like, you know, what are we talking about really i don't know These hopefully just... that dog's still around hopefully hopefully it's just like known as like the saint catherine celebrity and it just kind of like it's fed yeah. because people around the old, rest, know. the old wrestling dog that keeps bugging people hey <laughs> rusty 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 <laughs> well i'm just saying mm. you know and if we brought back the licensing system i remember i had to pay 75 dollars to be a manager for you know, the period of one year, Every I think it was year. $75 for a referee. Yeah. I don't know what it was for a worker, but like, same. it was same. where do you get these licenses? And, and what I'm trying to say, Hipstar, is basically even the schools would have to be monitored by the government in order you would have to go to this school to get a registered Ontario license. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So that would knock out like, like what school would be recommended? I guess Santino's? Because of name value, or could Cody still be doing seminars? Like, you know, so many questions. Success rate, revenue, yeah, they could base it off yeah. so many things. Yeah, of course, but of course, yeah, we'd have... Statistics would be a lot easier, too, because then it would be so much easier to write the top three schools to go in Canada right now. We don't know what they are, because everybody's going to bullshit and everything's not legal anyways, so... I, I just miss it. Uh, I do miss it. Because, again, um, there was a huge insurance fee you had to pay in order to run a show in the first place. I think Chuck was drunk and lied to me. He said it was like $500 for an insurance claim each show. But well, they just make up what they want. I mean, currently, yeah. right now in Ontario, we have more wrestling training schools than outlets to become a doctor and shit. Yeah. Like, from Windsor all the way out to fucking Toronto, all the way out to Niagara... There's wrestling schools everywhere. I'm tripping over them. Yeah. From, from, from fucking Border City to goddamn uh, uh, Tyson Dukes mm. to Santino mm-hmm. to, uh, I don't know what happened to Fuego. I guess he's gone. Ring rental business, maybe. Yeah, to course. Frank Thorne, you know, to Rip Impact. I mean, how many schools do we fucking hey, need out there? Dude, don't forget the best one right now. Chambers Rockin' Strong. Chambers, who's yeah, a course, fucking of course. new man. Strong. And he's got a, a, he's got a, a family... In more ways than one. You go to this school and it's just a lovely family aspect in a small little intimate little studio that you'll want to be at. It's not like a shitty little like Frank Thorne studio that he's like, oh yeah, I'm going to work this up to be really, really good. I'm going to get a hot tub here. No, it's already made to look like you want to be there. It's comfortable. And it's the only place that you can learn how to wrestle like a zombie. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well, I can't uh, I can't disagree with that because yes, you know, they, they were very successful shows, you know, zombie wrestling. That that's a good concept, man. It really is. But you're right. You're right. At least it's a school offering variety 
as opposed to, you know, going to somewhere else and just learning. Okay, first thing you're going to learn in class is, is the forearm exchange because, you know, all the uh, kids want to do that nowadays. They want to do the, oh, yeah. oh, 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 and then you just tell your mom yeah. that's what you're spending $200 a month on. Yeah. Slap back bump. Perfect. Yeah, try to, to get her to support you after that, you know. How was uh how was training today, dear? Well, you know, I haven't lost any weight, and I, you know, I kind of gave up after uh, I couldn't breathe. But uh, this one uh, kid, Josh, who sure did give me a stiff forearm, and I lost two teeth. So uh, I have something to brag about and look tough at school tomorrow. So and a word of advice uh, to the, some of the students out there: like sometimes when you run your mouth in these training schools, mm. that the, 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 the trainers will you know uh, take advantage of that and yeah, beat the fuck out of you, much like Screech got beat with a monkey wrench. <laughs> uh, when he went to first first time he went to training class because they just couldn't put up with him like wow. know it all attitude and his mouth and yeah. uh, one of the vets took out a fucking wrench that Maybe. you tighten up the turnbuckles with and beat the living piss out of him they didn't give a fuck wow that explains a lot about Screech then and uh, why he <gasps> acts the way he does now uh, is that tr- really that happened man see again you know Screech the other day had posted that he needed a coach moved I don't know if you saw this it was offering know. No. Fifty dollars, but we found out later that he what it said fifty dollars if you move this coach for him. But later we found out that he wanted to get paid fifty dollars. Like he oh. had to hook up for you want to move the coach, and here's a tip. Oh god, it's just so fucking ridiculous how this guy's brain operates. How can he? How does he justify that in his head? How does that make sense? I don't, I don't know. He made money though. Like the people in Niagara are fucking stupid. Wow. Well, I like to say that they're more bored. There's two people that live in Niagara. People that grow up there to know that they're eventually going to get the fuck out or people that just stay there forever because, you know, just, you know. Or there's the people that have tried to get out and that failed miserably because they really have no talent and they have to move back when they're 30. That'll be me in two years. So, I mean, like, you know. Offense, no offense to uh, some of your family members, but uh, some of the people that have worked at the Well and Animal uh, thing in the Seaway Mall, yeah. they're just they're just not right. Like they just pick up anybody. It's you true. The free sign up sheet to yeah. adopt a cat. Yeah. I remember Crystal Plant's ex-wife worked in there. Of course, you know. And I remember they're just like, <laughs> if you survey the people in Niagara, they all work at this adoption agency because yeah. they got nowhere to go, and they're all just like three eyes, all fucked up, and. Well, it works in more ways than one. They're also being adopted themselves. They're, they either go to the rescue center or they go work yeah. at, the, at the Blue Star, uh, you know, over on King Street. So it's, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. either that. That's where you get, yeah, the Blue Star is where everybody's favorite truck stop. But, you know, yeah. if you can't afford the Blue Star and you work at the cat adoption agency, like, there's been people out there known for stuffing their pockets full of dry cat food because they've been starving. You know, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What? Yeah, like it's just been like an open door policy. Mm-hmm. Well, and that uh, anybody can work at these cat adoption agencies in the mall, and it's just I don't know, man. It kind of makes me sick. I gotta tell you, I don't blame you. I, it kind of makes me sick too. And they don't pay them. They don't pay them. And you know, my one family member was all like uh, really pumped because oh, I, I got promoted to manager, and I'm like, but yeah. you don't actually work there, and you don't actually get paid. So how can you have the title of a manager? And and, and never mind, never mind. Congratulations, yeah. proud of you. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. I'm proud of you too, man. Great. I guess what what this all comes down to is that these all aren't really real jobs. 
We we well, hey hey I'm the generation every generation after me are the ones that you know well I don't uh, want to settle down for one job because I don't see myself working for the man and everybody wants to, to be their own business everybody wants to own something or work for themselves yeah I don't blame you but how are you doing it productively if you're faking to to run a wrestling school just so you can put on monthly wrestling shows so you can put on the same wrestling talent that's being booked everywhere else you can see them everywhere else at the actual good shows then what's the point of your business what is it from what i see it doesn't look like you're really helping out the students that are paying you way too much money to be there so let's think about them first that's the whole point of a school and now you know wrestling has been twisted and just built into such a weird money scam that you know it's hard to really see the the wholesomeness behind it so i mean just keep that in mind Please, you're also a business as well as a, a civil human being, too, eh? And let me tell you something. The day that Rene Dupree is not in business anymore is the day that the people will go back to learning how to train because the thing is we won't be spending our, our, our membership money on booking Rene Dupree. <laughs> That's true. That's true. That guy gets everywhere, man. Yeah, and the thing is, if, sorry, if you book Rene Dupree and the show doesn't draw... Then what? Like, then your money's just been... You might as well take your money and throw it out the fucking street. Right? How can you go back to work uh, on Monday being like, you know what? Let's be... I think we learned something here today. Okay? It's to... At least, if we're going to be selfish, let's try to make it productive. A productive kind of selfish. So it benefits people around us, too, eh? And you're not just a destructive kind of... Capitalist piece of shit, you know? Try to work on it. You know, we don't know what we got ahead of us, but so we have that to look forward to, right? Hey, one eight hundred need a gimmick tonight. Tonight on Hipster tonight.